0: Know right now about the 2023 Steelers is pretty limited. At the same time, if 2022 is supposed to represent a step, well, what's next? Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovachowicz of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. You over it yet? Come on, come clean here. (laughs) It's just me. You can tell me. Are you over it yet? Okay, well, here's some friendly, unsolicited advice. Get over it. Move past it. He's going to be the coordinator. Life will go on. Here's how I feel about it. If Kenny Pickett feels as he is saying repeatedly that he does, that this is a coordinator who worked with him, who taught him, who made him better, and who allowed him in on the process of making the plays, of altering the plays, of choosing the plays that work best for his skill set, for his vision. Okay, then. Okay. So it's not ideal. It could still be made better, the situation, by bringing in someone who's a passing game specialist. And yes, those guys do exist. We'll see if that happens. I'm very skeptical of it. But it, it is what it is. And the team itself sounds more than ready to move on, including, I should point out, Several individuals who told me they wanted him gone, but now are going public with very, very different sentiments. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine even if they're faking it. It's fine if it's real because that means they believe in what happened in the second half of the season and they believe that Matt Canada had something to do with it. It's fine if they're faking it because everyone's going to have to be on board. Everyone's going to have to be on the same page for it to work. It's football. It's the most scripted team sport on the planet. They're going to have to support the script. If they do and they get better, and now is where I'm going, where I wanted to go, it can be a pretty good football team. I'm not sure that I base that nearly as much on the nine and eight record or even the seven and two finish, or the fact that seven and two came after two and six. So from a progressive standpoint, it feels better. I really think it's just more about the stuff that we've been discussing here for weeks now. And that is getting better overall at everything, not just the results, not just the outcomes. You know, wins and losses can be misleading in either direction. But watching this team get better at certain things, we talk a lot about the offense, but I'll instead turn it to the other side of the football and points toward the defense, remember how they were getting gashed on the ground? Well, that stopped. Can't be 100% sure why. Maybe they just tackled better. That's always what the players say. It's definitely what the head coach says. But maybe there was more to it. Maybe... Mike Tomlin and Terrell Austin and Brian Flores and everyone else just finally had enough of Devin Bush and said, you know what, we're just going to put somebody out there who wants to tackle. We don't even care if he can do other things. And we would find out that he couldn't, but Mark Robinson can tackle. He wants to tackle. He is eager for the contact, eager for the fight. So they put him out there in kind of a gimmicky role against Baltimore. And it worked really well. Tried him again against Cleveland. Didn't work well at all because the Browns had a week to prepare for it. There was no surprise element to it. But you saw what that looked like with one tinker, with one identification of a real shortcoming, replaced by someone who wasn't a shortcoming, at least not in one specific facet. This is a defense... I feel that isn't that far away, and it's a convenient thing to say when you start off by describing, "Hey, they've got T.J. Watt, they've got Minka Fitzpatrick, they've still got Cam Hayward playing at a high level, incredibly high level for his age, and you've got now a supporting cast that's—it's not great." But it can be good enough. If you go through all 32 NFL defenses, you're not going to find many that have three standouts, like the Steelers' big three. From there, it can be supported. I believe there's long-term reinforcements that need to happen, particularly up front. But I believe that the shorter-term reinforcements and inside linebacker to work with Miles Jack a couple of corners, make sure you bring back Cam Sutton, make sure you bring back Terrell Edmonds. But really, find a way, short and long term, to fortify that beef. That could make for a really good defense. On the offensive side, this is the one we go over and have been going over for months. But to me, the Steelers have put together already the hardest Pieces to acquire. I've heard different people say in recent weeks that the hardest thing for the Steelers, actually, no, the only thing that the Steelers needed to accomplish in 2022 was to find a quarterback to replace Ben Roethlisberger. That if that was the only thing that they'd achieved as a franchise. It would have been a good year. Well, they have a quarterback. We'll see how he gets better as time goes on. He's talked about wanting to put on weight, get a little bit bulkier. He can handle the hits a little bit better, uh, maybe get a little more strength on the throws. Who knows? But there's no question, there can't be any question in anyone's mind that this is a quarterback who's got the upward curve in front of him. The running back showed everybody why he was a first-rounder. It took a while. It took a year and a half, but he definitely got there. Najee Harris looks like one of the better backs in the National Football League now. Hard, hard pieces to acquire. But I say that, and then Jalen Warren is a guy who's an undrafted free agent and looks like he could be Najee's tandem buddy for a long time, doesn't he? Offensive line, look how long that took to put together. Ben's final year and this past season. But other than left tackle, and and I guess to an extent left guard, not nearly as much. You have questions about Dan Moore. You'll have a handful, I would think, about Kevin Dotson, but nowhere near as many. What would you be changing there? What would you be upgrading there? Wide receivers, uh, another story for another episode. But I look at this team and I think of expectations, realistic, plausible expectations that encompass, in a way, the abstract idea that they're going to do other stuff, which they obviously will this offseason. The reason that I'm putting it off to the side is that I know it can get done because they have three picks. In the first 49 of the coming draft, because they have virtually unlimited cap space for the first time in forever, they can address these things that I've mentioned that are kind of eh, you know? I think it can be, no, 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 I think it should be a playoff team, but maybe more, meaning don't just get in there and then go to Cincinnati and lose by 30 or go to Kansas City and lose by 40. Get in and be an actual contender. That, to me, is a fair expectation. When we come back, J1Q... Steve, who says, DK, I think the collective dismay at the Steelers' decision to keep Canada is telling. Did Canada really call the plays? Or did Tomlin give him an extremely limited playbook and therefore not feel the need to fire him? I can't wrap my head around keeping a guy who underperformed unless he wasn't to blame. Uh, I, I don't want to go all conspiratorial here. my my, my inclination here, Steve, and, and listen if you're a, a, a regular to this show you'll know that there there can't be anybody anywhere who's been more critical and who more openly and in some cases bitingly <laughs> advocated for him to be gone i didn't like anything about his offense i didn't like anything about the inside criticisms Of his offense. When I say inside, it's not just the players in the locker room, although they were plenty critical. It was also people who played the game, people who know the game from the inside, who would point out to me really hyper-specific things that exposed his lack of experience slash knowledge at the NFL level. That's the stuff that got me. Okay. So I'm not against you here. But I'm going to say this one more time. Everyone's going to have to be on the same page. Now, that obviously doesn't include fans, okay? Uh, I'm not naive enough to think that after the first three and out in the season opener next year, uh, if it happens at Akershore Stadium, that people won't boo, or at least, you know, voice something and it won't be at Kenny. It won't be at Najee. It won't be at the O line anymore either. It's going to be at the coordinator. It's going to be at the coordinator. So I, I'm not going to pretend there can be some big kumbaya moment here. But I also don't feel the need to get all, uh, you know, uh, Oliver Stone over it. You know, I, Steelers fans love to do this stuff. I cover all three teams in Pittsburgh and there's only one team that has everyone going for all the wackiest theories about this or that. He wasn't very good as a coordinator in 2021, and he wasn't very good as a coordinator for the better part of 2022. I would attempt to give him credit for little things that would go right, clever plays down by the goal line, inside hand off to Derek Watt, whatever. But there was a lot that was left lacking in most notably the area of deep passing or passing across the middle. He doesn't seem to know how to do it. Well, there's six months. There's seven months. Go ahead and get after it. All of the excuses are gone. You're now going to have a line that's going to be able to block for you for more than .001 seconds. You don't have anywhere to hide from this. So go ahead, and that includes the head coach, by the way, because he is a part to address something else that you brought up there. He is a part of telling uh, the coordinator and everyone related to the offense, listen, whatever we're doing here, we're not turning the ball over here. So build your plan around that. That's his number one priority always. And avoiding throwing to the middle of the field is a great way to avoid interceptions. Duh. Well, let's see where it goes, okay? Let's see where it goes. I can tell you this, that in any circumstance, I try to keep an open mind. Almost any, almost any, okay? I really, really believed when I said and advocated that he should be fired, okay? I'm not taking it back. I'm also saying that now that he's not being fired, I'm going to be open-minded. I'm going to give him a shot. Maybe, and I wouldn't tell you what to do, maybe you can do the same. Maybe. I appreciate the question. I really do. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. Come Monday, we will be talking about other stuff for real and for good.